can we legislate morality? Mm, oh gosh. And if we can, is there a line? Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls, girls like us, who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, pop culture, and everything in between. So let's be those other girls that just don't talk about culture, but change culture. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Those Are The Girls With Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Freeman. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. This is a pop culture podcast. We are talking about pop culture, politics, uh, career, relationships. Sometimes we dive a little bit into true crime. We're talking about all these things, but the difference, how we are different from other pop culture podcasts is we're not talking about it from a regular perspective. Our perspective is Christian conservative, but do not change Don't change the podcast yet because some of the um, opinions that we have, some of the hot takes we have might surprise you that we have as Christian conservatives Um, because we're coming at it from a different, a different way. We uh, specialize in grace, truth, and love. That's just some of the things we do here. Yeah. And I suspect today is also going to be a few hot takes. So definitely do not change this one. Yes, I felt like to this week, um, so this week in the news, I felt like it wasn't as like, um, I don't know, as busy as before. I mean, there's, we're going to do, okay, so it was busy, but like not discussion busy. So some of the, we're going to do a different segment where we're going to talk about like just a couple highlights, like three really interesting things that's not really much to talk about, but just to let you guys know if you haven't heard yet. Yeah. Um, and then the rest will have three stories and then we have a a science um audience submitted story that i'm like a weird science one yeah the last story is actually it was submitted by um a listener so um we have that for you but i will say okay i really wanted to get this off my chest well i wanted to tell somebody and just in general this has been the most like emotional week not even like in a sad emotion but like i feel like i've had some really really high highs and some really really low lows this week Mm -hmm. and i'm like wow like i see why people um are on those like moods ssris like i get it like this was such Mm a up and down week for me this week and um i also restarted taking so i'm back on my fitness journey and i started going back to the nutritionist again so i started taking my appetite suppressant and I'm pretty sure, I didn't tell my mom this, I only told her once, but I'm pretty sure there's been two days where I took four when I was only supposed to take three. Oh. And I think, I know, I know. And I think it's kind of affected, like, my, like, I don't know, but this week has just been so, like, hectic. Oh, I have a bajillion things going through my mind, and I'm like, so I have um, an alarm now on to make sure I only take three. You're not supposed to take more than three. I have my alarm on so I don't take four. Um... But, like, today was one of the days I think I took four. And I'm like, oof, should not have done that. Because I can kind of, like, wow. tell almost. And, like, That's I don't fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's um, It's been a crazy week for me. A lot of interesting things. By the time you guys hear this, um, unless you're on your way driving, we are doing a rally uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, for the uh, Care for Women, Children, and Families Act 
to in support of it because mm-hmm. Governor Roy Cooper, quick recap, we talked about it in the last TCAP, quick recap, Governor Roy Cooper is, said he's going to veto the act. Yeah. That has, but we have the supermajority. The thing is, they only need one person to not agree to override it so right now everyone we have enough republicans we have the exact number of republicans to override his veto only one of these republicans has to decide well no i don't think so um for them to not for the veto to pass so as pro-lifers in north carolina we have to you know make sure we're letting our legislators know that like we want this bill we want to save as many babies as possible this is the bill that saves as many babies as possible that's right that's been introduced right now. This is our best hope for right now. So we want this bill. So long story short, that's what we're going to be doing Saturday. Um, and working on that, I've been working on that like all week. And then I just like have had like some really (laughs) interesting things. And I met some interesting people this week and last weekend. And it's just been crazy week for good old Mal, Mal pal, as they call me. How's your week been? (laughs) I mean, it's not okay. I feel like it's not like a negative. It's just like um, okay, yeah. I guess chaotic. Like I have a lot of energy right now. I am drinking tea. I'm drinking my favorite tea. It's the Passion Tazo, and it's like super bitter. Um, and it's really good. But I think it'll also like kind of um make me sleepy by the end of this. Oh, good. I I need because I'm concerned I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Yeah, I've been feeling frazzled as well. I don't know what it is. Today, I think it might have been the humidity or something because my heart rate was like 90 beats per minute, like all day. Ooh, it was the whole day. Crazy. Yeah, nice. like, and I had like, I was like in cold sweat. Like, I had eaten, but I felt like weak and fatigued. And I guess that's not good I, for your weight. Yikes. I know. And then I was like, not making any money today at all. So. I'm feeling that. I'm ready just kind of for the day to be over, but I'm also really excited to get into our topics today. Yes. I think that, honestly, doing... Oh, actually, first, before I say that, I want to tell this story really quick. Talking about the heartbeat. So, for those who don't know, I went to this, like, festival last weekend. If you look look on my personal page, you can also check my Like to Know It for all of the outfits that I... Or all of the pieces of the outfits I wore. Um, But I went to this... Uh, like festival so like you know it was uh, EDM so it's like jumping and like a lot of moving around Mm -hmm. I got in the car when it was over and my watch was like going crazy it was like your heart rate is still up low key was like you never move this much I'm so (laughs) concerned for you right now that's basically what it was saying because I did move a lot like I was jumping and then you know walking from there to there and I wanted to tell my watch like it's okay like I promise you I'm doing okay like I'm fine it was just it was so funny funny. to me it was like alerting it was like oh my god you're in trouble it was funny that's so funny (laughs) wow so anyway when I've had a crazy week or, like, even if I've had, like, a bad day, I don't know why, but the podcast always makes me feel better. Just, like, talking yeah. and giving my unsolicited opinion. Yeah. Quick announcements. We have merch. We have an app. And we have a Patreon. Download all of them. Order merch. We'll have links everywhere. You're not going to regret it. Yeah. Okay. So, let's do the fast crazy, and then we'll get into the main stories. Oh, but first, um, are you ready? To get fast storied, main storied, ready? Clink, clink. Perfect. 
All right, here we go. Um, so one of the things is, for those who don't know, they got him. George Santos. He was charged. Listen to what he was charged with, everyone. 13 counts of wire fraud, money laundering, stealing public funds, and lying on federal disclosure funds. Um, everyone I hate, to see ho- it. hate to see it. Everyone remind me, once I get out of my current job, I have a personal beef with George Santos. I will tell the story. Once I get out of my current job, I have a personal beef with this man. Um, personal. I, I'm happy to see his downfall. I feel bad for the constituents, though. Um, oh, it's yeah. Not, it's not fair to the people in his district that they don't have... I mean, they essentially don't have a representative. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they got him. And here's... Okay. I said I wasn't going to talk too much about it. I'm going to get on my soapbox and I'm going to get off. Here's the thing. People... And it, it's hard because it does seem like people who don't have integrity are successful. If we're being honest, there's a lot of people we can think of right now. And I don't just mean some of the big names. I mean, people in your job currently mm-hmm. that don't have integrity and they seem to be successful. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to believe what I'm about to say. But eventually it always catches up with you. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It always catches up with you. So lying cheating that's why i'm always so honest and like there's no reason for me to lie because it's always want to catch up yeah always so integrity is so important yeah i mean everything that happens in the darkness comes to the light everything everything happens in darkness comes to light even if it doesn't come into light let's say tomorrow it'll be publicly or even publicly it'll come to light in like 15 20 years it always comes out so next thing, for those that don't know, Trump was found liable. Um, so he was found liable of defamation or sorry, he was charged with defamation. So he has to pay five million dollars in damages um, to E. Jean Carroll. What's interesting. So I asked you guys what you thought on the Instagram. And a lot of you guys think that this isn't um like it's a witch hunt. A lot of people were saying it was a witch hunt. A lot of people were saying that it's not um, fair because it's Trump and they're just trying to come and attack him, which I don't know if that is true. I don't know if it's not true. I I guess, Freeman, you can share how you feel because you, if you want. Yeah, no, I don't think that, you know, it's – I think we use the term witch hunt like we use the term racism. It almost has no – meaning anymore yeah, that's it's thrown around so yeah. often i'm just like that was that was too easy that's too easy to claim it's a witch hunt give me a foundational reason that it's not true because honestly i would not be surprised if it was true and i like to believe justice was served i don't think that five million dollars is gonna put him in the hole too much and if you're a trump supporter then this is water off a duck of a duck's back so yeah i will say um you are the second person to say that comment about witch hunt today in a group chat I'm in. They were talking about, so George Santos went up there and said, this is a witch hunt. And my yeah. friend literally said, witch hunt, like that word used to mean something. And mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't, I agree, it kind of doesn't really mean much now. Um, Yeah, I don't know what to believe. I don't want to say I don't care because that's not the right thing. Like I, he's not even in my top two, probably not even my top three or four. So I'm mm-hmm. not really like concerned that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should move past him mm-hmm. personally. Um, so yeah, I, what's done is done. 
what's done is done. I didn't. Did you see the CNN? Hit him on CNN. Yeah. Um. It sounds like it was pretty horrible. It sounds like he has no remorse for what might have happened. I just. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other aspects. Yeah. You know what? We'll talk. I think we can do another episode on that and then some yeah, of the other totally stuff. Um, and we're just doing quick stories. And the last one is, um, if you guys don't remember, Natalie Hall- Holloway, she disappeared with her friends. Uh, they went to Aruba for their senior trip, which looking back, that's an elaborate senior trip to go to Aruba. <laughs> Honestly. Um, and I think this was actually my first, like, quote-unquote true crime thing I ever remember hearing about Mm. um and she disappeared they never found her um and they searched and they searched and part of I'm trying to find how to pronounce this guy's name that's why I'm like stalling um I have Joran Vandersloot yes and you pronounced it perfectly Joran um was accused of by his um by her mother, accused of murdering Natalie. We don't know. We never found her body or anything like that. Well, long story short, they never got anything. There's no proof of it. But he um, said that if the mother gave, I believe it was like $12,000 or something like that to him, he'll tell her, it might have been $20,000, he will tell Natalie's mom where her body is buried. Well, she gives him the money and he never tells Time passed, time passed. He ends up murdering, I believe it was his girlfriend, his um, who's Thai, while in Peru with her on vacation. Long story short, he's being extradited now back to the U.S. to um, go on trial for extortion. Because when he said, oh, I'll give you, I'll tell you the location of your daughter's body. Just give me this money. That's called extortion. So he's coming back to the U.S. Um, mm. to be charged for extortion. And I'm praying that he will come to his senses and just go ahead and give the mom peace. I yeah. just, I remember seeing her for years on all of these things. And it's so sad because she does not give up. She still mm. wants to find it, her daughter. And, you know, I think we can all, that was in 2007, I believe, or 2004. So we all can make assumptions to what has happened between now and then. But she still fights and she, like, goes and speaks it at college um i think at colleges and high schools and everywhere and like i just hope that he will he'll tell her where the body is wow i had not heard of this story really um, no and you were probably in elementary school though you were probably yeah and unfortunately like this is not unusual for a girl to go missing like i'm honestly just surprised that anything is coming of this because by now like this should be a cold case yeah and i think it is technically a cold case but like i think so if i'm you know put my uh super sleuth hat on i'm thinking what they're doing is trying to extradite him over and they're going to try to offer him all these things to just go ahead and tell us the locate us (laughs) not one of the I'm not No, yeah, tell, the people who are concerned. Yeah, tell them the location. I think that is really what the biggest thing is. Just, like, tell us where the body's buried. Just so the, for closure. Because mm-hmm. even though, like, I'm sure the mom, like, knows 
what has happened. I'm sure she knows. But yeah. as a human, I'm sure there's, like, this 1% chance that, like, maybe she is yeah. on the beach and, like, she had amnesia. Because that happened. Yeah. Like, I've listened to stories about that. Someone has amnesia and they're, like, living a different life and they just need to be reminded of the new life. I mean, it doesn't happen often, you guys, just to clarify. But, like, it happens. So I'm sure there's mm-hmm. always that 1% because anything is possible. So they can just give, like, concrete closure for the families and the loved ones. That would just be so great. Yeah. And I think that's why they're bringing him over. Well, we'll be praying for justice. Yeah. That's wild. And we're so getting, heartbreaking. And we're getting justice. Need I remind everyone, we figured out who Brittany Drexel's murder is and um, Faith Hedgepath, which is mm-hmm. so crazy because those are two that are like, well, first of all, Faith Hedgepath happened at Chapel Hill. Do you know that story? I did not. No, I did I'll not send know I'll a podcast about it. Um, it happened at Chapel Hill. So, like, that's kind of, you know, kind of close yeah. to home. And then Brittany Drexel happened in Myrtle Beach, which is also kind of close to this in South Carolina. Wow. So we found the killers for those two things. So, like, it's going to keep happening. We're still going mm-hmm. to get – we got um, the person who uh, – well, we got Lori Val, but we were going to get her anyway. But, like, it's – this is – a lot more justice, I think, is in the future with a lot of these, especially now with – the new DNA cases and um, I listen to this podcast and they donate to different companies that are putting money into running um, people's running like old DNA cases to That's like great. notify yeah. the families, which is really cool. And I think like we're going to get mm-hmm. more and more yeah, cases, technology. more and more. Yeah. I mean, that's how they got the golden state killer. Like, mm-hmm. and he was old on his deathbed pretty much. So yeah, those are just some fast things that happened this week. Let us know if you have any comments that you want to add. Do you think Trump did it? Do you think he's guilty? Do you think he's not guilty? Um, do you think George Santos is getting what is like what he deserves? Do you think do you think he is innocent? Let us know. Um, also, do you think like a five hundred thousand bail is fair for George Santos because he's a free man pretty much now? I think it was $500,000 or 50000 I don't know. The thing is, and I'm, I'm laughing because it's just so silly. I feel like nothing. So George definitely needs to face, like, if he lied, which, you know, looks, it appears that he has committed some crimes. He's to face justice. The funny thing is, like, it doesn't seem to be super, like... It's like super random stuff. Like, yes, it's not. It's nothing really cohesive. It's like it's not, why? Yeah. And what makes it so like? What is wrong with this man? I mean, the thing that I always think is so funny. He was like, "Yeah, I always said I was Jewish." Like, I just think that's so funny. Oh my so gosh, funny. he's not like. He's just so like what? Yeah, I, it's it's so it's just off the chart. Like, I have no explanation. I've heard of like him not answering to george santos like is that even his real name that like, is so funny like Something somebody needs to make like him. a comedy about this i know i know he is the number one con artist and he'll he'll never listen to this but that guy that's always in all the videos with him is someone i used to be like decently close friends with which is Whoa. so we used to do political stuff 
together, like, um, go to conferences and stuff. Like, we were in the same friend group. I will say that. Like, I, he definitely wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I'm friends with her. Not, like, nothing fancy. But, like, uh-huh. we would say hey to each other. Like, he, like, he would recognize me. Wow. So every time, like, when I first saw him in the video, I sent it to another girl that's, like, in that same group. And I said, um, is this so-and-so? <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, what is he doing? Yeah. So I know. That's crazy. Small world. Small okay. world. Okay. Well, what's is a our very first small thing? World. Okay. So first, before we get into this, I want to say the rest of the episode is kind of um, some yeah. of the stories are, I guess you can say they're kind of heavy, but also like, I guess you can say like a content warning. Um, if you're listening with kids, maybe not, because we're going to be talking about um, just some sexual related topics. Oh, maybe the podcast name could just be sex. That will get us a lot of views. <laughs> well, <laughs> sex and marijuana. Sex and marijuana. Oh, wait, actually, that might be a good title. Um, that'll get people to listen. Okay, oh so if you are fast forwarding because you want to hear what we're talking about when it comes to sex and marijuana, here you go. This is where you should stop. So this article, sorry, it's brought to you by Ev Magazine. Sex worker confirms that, quote, red pill alpha males, quote, hire women to pose for photos and pretend to like them. She also says that these guys have no effing clue that most of the women they hire are over the age of 30. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to read a clip or a section from the article. It's not the beginning, but you, we don't need to read the beginning. Yeah. Um, I guess, well, first let me explain what red pill is because I, I think not, if you're not on the internet or not, you might not know. So red pill alpha male. So these are those guys that are like, yeah, my girl needs to be under 25. She needs to cook. She needs to clean, be a virgin. And most importantly, she needs to love me and grovel at my feet because I am a high earner. I am the 666. I have a six pack. I make six figures and I'm taller than six feet. And if you don't agree with that, then mm. so those are those guys. Okay. Yeah. They sound adorable. Yeah, they're, like, super popular. That's why most of them are married. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> it's so funny because that's something my brother pointed out, that, like, none of them are actually married. Most of them, if not all of them, are also single. But I guess she'll explain to us why. Um, So this guy's viral tweet, this guy, Ben, his tweet went viral. Twitter user Take Heart Monica shared a screenshot of a comment from a woman, Ivy Wilder, Ivy shared some insider information that didn't exactly surprise many people. Apparently, many of the red pill manosphere guys actually hire women to hang out with them, pose in pictures with them, and pretend to like them. She wasn't talking about Ben in particular or his tweet, but Take Heart Monica thought Ivy's comments were certainly uh, relevant to the conversation. Quote, I said this in another comment, but I just want to point out that the guys behind these accounts hire us sex workers to hang out with them and take pictures lmao last summer i was on a boat with four other women and the guys who booked took selfies and snapchats with us all day which ended up on one of the guys alpha male accounts where he was like these women flocked to me sir we were there because you paid us to sit in on a rented (laughs) boat with you end quote she also said that these red pill men would often rant about how young women are the only ones worth spending time with, but apparently they didn't even realize that many of the women they had hired were much older than they thought. Quote, that guy also went on weird rants about how women's age and was like, look at these 20 year old girls I hang out with, not like those hags over 20. Oh my Reader, God. half of the women on the boat were over 30 and that <laughs> dung beetle and all his followers literally could not tell. They have no effing clue. 
and the strip club, they regularly ask 32-year-old strippers with kids if they're in school because they think they're 21. They cannot tell. It doesn't matter how much they screech that they can. End quote. I think he, he is a dung beetle, and so are all of his friends. That's so funny. So, um, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Well, I, I can go. I okay. just think it's, like, funny. I just think it's laughable and pathetic that the hypocrisy... It's so sad to me that you have to hire someone to, in, like, pretend to enjoy your company. I think that's such a red flag. I think it's hilarious that these women are exposing him and guys like him. And I'm all for it. I'm all for exposing these guys. They sound horrible. And girl power right now. Okay, good. I agree, I agree, I agree. I also, so I've wanted to talk about the red pill, alpha male, all that stuff. Mm. But I will admit, it's kind of hard. Because, like, I I also don't really want them to, like, notice me. Because they're also super mean. And I'd rather mm. not be on any of their radars. But I've wanted to do an episode. And maybe I will. Maybe I'll just, like, bite the bullet. Because someone needs to be talking about it. Totally, and the Mallory. problem with a lot of this community. So, my brother and I sometimes watch the stuff. Because it's, like, it's kind of funny. Like, well, at first we were watching, like, oh, what is this? And then it became funny. And then now I've gotten to a point where it's kind of, like, sad. A lot of these guys have, I I describe it as fatherless men trying to father men without fathers. I feel like a lot of these guys are, like, they don't have any direction, no one to mm. lead them. They never got, like, the good fatherly advice. So they're just making things up as they go. And they're reaching other men who didn't really get good fatherly advice. And they're trying to teach them what to do. And, like, you know, your father... One of the things that just really, 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 like, bothers me, and sure, it could be because it's also personal, is the whole after 25 thing. Yeah. I think it bothers me because, realistically, society has changed. and Not necessarily in a good or a bad way, but it's just changed. And a woman at 25 and a woman at 30, 35, they're not lesser. Because that's the other problem, too, is it's yeah. as if they're lesser than yeah. a woman at 21. Is there anything wrong with getting married young? Absolutely not. Heck, I thought I was going to be married at 23. I'm still shocked I'm not married. And I'm 28 now. So, like, it's stuff like that. Um, and then as a single person, it does kind of, like, scare me a little bit. Because here's the thing, you guys. And you, everyone listening, um, hopefully you're not super in the, like, internet world. So you have no idea what we're talking about. But <laughs> um, for those of us that are, are on the internet world, um, <laughs> a lot of these guys are guys that claim to be conservative. Um, yes, guys that Kate. Yes, guys some of them are Christian. A lot of them are now turning out not to be Christian. Um, but some of them are even Christian. So it's like, yeah. okay, these are, this is the dating pool. Like, this is mm -hmm. kind of scary. Like, um, so yeah. So like, it's very interesting. I'm also kind of not surprised. You guys would be shocked the things that people fake for social media. Like people high up. I don't mean like, like, no offense to us, but like me and you, like, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> not no that, reason to stay here. right? Not that we're like nothing's at stake here, right? But like, people, you would be shocked at some of the things that people fake and like the extent that they go to fake things. Um, so I'm kind of like, I'm not surprised. I know that some of these people, um, there's also been red pill people who have like podcasts that'll bring girls on that are like 
OnlyFans girls or strippers and things like that, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's another conversation that we can absolutely have. Like, girls, we've got to do better. Also, if you know a podcast is going to make fun of you, stop going on them. I don't understand that, but that's a whole other conversation. But there have been times where it's been proven that some of those girls that, so they go on the podcast and they say, I'm an OnlyFans girl, and the guys like dogging them and saying they're awful and evil. And then it turns out that the guys were in their DMs, wanting to hook up with them, wanting to do all these things with them. But then on the show, they're like, oh, you guys are whores. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's like these people, a lot of them are faking. A lot of them, I think at the end of the day, most people do want to settle down. Sure, there are people who want to go, men who want to just have sex with whoever and they want to be like, yes, I, um, I DMs, like one of the things is like you DM like a hundred girls and out of a hundred girls, one of them is going to say yes, but you got to keep doing it. You got to keep going. Like MLMs. It's like MLMs, but for men. Um, so I'm sure there's guys who want that, but like, I think most guys really do just want one nice girl that likes them and is loyal to them. And I really would caution you to listen to these guys. I I don't know necessarily know if that's their goal. So if that's not their goal, then maybe not listen to them. Who would I suggest you listen to? I have no idea. Um, us, us, us. well, we're not, we're not going to give you bad advice, but I'm just saying, like, who's a man that they can look up oh. to? Maybe I can, you know what, maybe I'll do research on that. Well, David French. Look up to David French. He's okay. a great guy. I don't know Christian who that guy. is. David French. I actually just discovered him. Okay. And I don't know why I didn't learn about him sooner, because as far as I can tell, he's a great Christian guy. He's a New York Times columnist. He's a great guy, and he's not going to talk about women in this way. And I'm scared that... There's this, like, very flashy form of conservatism that's coming up. Like, it used to be, like, cringe conservatism. Now it's, like, flashy and sexy. And I'm not about that. I think we're susceptible to it. It really, really targets men. Mm -hmm. And this is something, something Andy and I have been talking about a lot, and I actually would love for him to talk with us about it because he has been noticing this like hypersexual conservatism that's targeted at men. It's like women in bikinis with guns and just like ridiculous. And it's not based in Christian ideals, which is what the conservative party is. And this is where men are going. Like these guys, they're not, they're not social conservatives. Like if they get a girl pregnant, what do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to step up? Like, no, no. All they want is their right to, this is literally like the worst of the pro-life movement is like the, like misogyny and like the will and the desire to control women. And it's it's it's, so it's what the pro boards think pro lifers are, <laughs> yeah. and we're pretty much giving them a reason to believe it on a silver platter. Yeah, because here's the thing: I think you made a very good point. Sure, they might like you know agree with us online, but I, I mean, what are they doing behind closed doors? I don't totally. know. And I want to add to what you were saying about the women in the bikinis with the guns. That is so true. I have been noticing that as well. There's a lot of met or a lot of accounts that are I I didn't notice that they were targeting men I would see them like oh why is this on my page but like you're right they because who is that for women aren't going to be like oh let's see that's for men so and this goes to the idea so for example our podcast we say we're Christian conservative because there's a difference between being conservative and being Christian Mm. and there's a difference between being Christian conservative 
So that's why we say that for there's so there's no confusion. Mm-hmm. We're not like that's not you're, yeah. just so you're our not priorities are straight people. Yeah, yeah. Our priorities we're not you're not gonna see that on our page. Um yeah. I also think um oh, lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was gonna say, but everybody beware. <laughs> Be and you know, when you're listening, when you're enjoying content and you're listening to things because a broken clock is right twice a day. There are yeah. some things that these men say that are good. Yeah, men, you should um, step up and clean yourself. You know, that's, that's something that's important that they talk about is like, you know, being clean and like, mm. sure, throw in some cologne. Try to put some effort into your dressing. Absolutely. Yeah. No one is saying that's wrong. Just making sure that you are everything they're saying. Just make sure that it also aligns with the Bible if you're a Christian. Um, and ladies, just be careful when you're, you meet these conservative guys and make sure you have your line. Here's another thing too. A lot of these guys, they may say they want versions or yeah, I want to go this abstinent. Let me tell you, they're not, they're no. not abstinent. No. They're they not. They definitely are in it to, they like the idea of defiling you. Probably. It's definitely a fetish. Yeah. Like, I mean, who are we kidding? It's, it is twisted. Um, these guys are absolutely watching porn, probably disgusting porn. Like, do not be fooled because they say they're conservative. Yes. Think about their values. What are they doing behind closed doors? How are they treating you? Because trust your instincts. I mean, if you're getting a weird vibe, which I am just from like looking at this guy's one image of him with a girl, I'm already like, yes. Like, yeah, he's got gray hair. Like, she's got dimples. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, it, we're, I don't want to say we're desperate, but I'm in a couple of Facebook groups of single people. And a lot of us, especially those of us older than 25, we are kind of feeling like, okay, we, we're all the good, strong Christian men. And yeah. I'm sure these guys come off as like, yeah, we're conservative, we're strong, but make sure you're using discernment and like you're taking in everything that they're saying and you don't want to end up with someone who doesn't value you, who doesn't love you and value you like God loves and values you. Mm-hmm. You want someone who loves God more than you so that they can mm-hmm. treat you better mm-hmm. than, so, or so they can treat you well. Like they can yeah. treat you how God would treat you because they love God more than you. You don't want someone who wants women so bad well you don't want someone who wants men either but you don't want someone who wants women so badly that they just they're so obsessed with women you don't want someone like that you want someone who's obsessed with god and when they're when someone's submitted and obsessed with god they're going to treat you so much better well period that's that on that you guys should definitely read the full story and don't be surprised a lot of these people fake things our next story um is brought to you by Fox News. Wait. I'm scared. What about that. Michigan Daily? What about what? Michigan Daily. Oh, I definitely accidentally skipped that. You're right. So your next story is actually brought to you by Michigan Daily. Um, and not Fox News. That's later. Um, here we go. So this is another one, maybe not in front of the kids. Yeah. Um, depravity and deep fakes, or how women are robbed of bodily autonomy. During the twit, so once again, I'm clipping part of it. We didn't need the beginning, yeah. it was like a background, everybody. So mm-hmm. if you're reading, you're like, this is not the same article, it is. During a Twitch live stream on January 26th, the popular content creator Brandon 
Ewig, properly known as Atricock, yikes, accidentally shared his internet browsing tabs for his followers. But only for a split second, viewers took notice of one particular window, which contained deep fake pornography of a popular online streamers. Very quickly, images of Ewig's tag were spread across the web, including names and images of who of women deep faked on the site. The deep fake site in question is designed to create AI-generated, non-consensual pornography of women content creators. These women did not know of their existence on this site, nor did they consent to its production. It is revolting, predatory, and on top of this, users have to pay a fee to see said pornography, meaning mm. its creators have profited from this exploitation. Oh my gosh. Ewig himself admitted to his audience in a tearful apology that he had paid to view these deepfakes. Oh. He explained that he was casually browsing Pornhub when he stumbled across an advertisement for the site, citing a morbid curiosity that drove him there. Yet this excuse is flimsy considering oh. he presumably paid for the content and the tab stayed open on his computer. He says this, that seeking out non-consensual porn like this is not a pattern of behavior. Oh, okay. I think I remember this part. Listen, but this is, y'all, I'm so sorry. His wife was in the background of his apology, understandably in tears herself. Since the incident, Ewig has stepped back from his online presence. I remember this going viral. I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't read the articles before in case you couldn't tell. And... The his wife thing, just like I cannot. Yeah, his wife. That's crazy. Also, what you didn't read was that a lot of these women that were involved in the non-consensual porn that he was viewing were form were coworkers of his and people he knew that he was searching up porn of. That's crazy. Let me actually let let me see. Let me read that. Yeah, so while you're looking for that, I can start. Um, so, by the way, like, deep fakes are, is, as my understanding goes, is this non-consensual porn where essentially anyone, as I understand, it could be Mallory, could be me, whoever, wherever, some pervert can take a picture of my face and go to some creepy AI website and put my face on a naked body doing all kinds of disgusting things this should be illegal like is it illegal it is illegal let me tell okay, you how good. i know why on the news sorry really quick on the news like yeah. two days ago um i was watching and a guy in new york actually got arrested he did it to 30 of his high school classmates um they are they just graduated college all of them and they all realize okay what's going on and it turns out he took 30 of his high school classmates female classmates face and put it on there and they arrested him i cannot remember what exact i think for exploitation for sexual exploitation or something like that um but it is illegal can i share a story yes one time me and a friend that i'm not going to name her we were sit standing outside taking birthday photos and some guy had a huge camera lens and was taking photos of us Creepy. from like across the street and every now and then, I think about that incident. And we called oh. the police. We said, what the heck was that? And we got his his license plate was like Snake 89 or something. It was like horrible, so weird. And I, 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 I think about that a lot. So horrible. this is why 
Mallory and I are really suspicious of AI because this is what's going on. I mean, AI can be used for good, and I hope that it will, but it can also be used for evil. I think this guy, not on- I, think, I don't think an apology cuts it. I think an apology no. is offensive. Like, he should now become an advocate against it, and he should live the rest of his life repenting for the sick things that he's done. I also want to go back to him casually browsing Pornhub. Is he really going to say he was casually browsing Pornhub? And ladies, I just want to remind you, this is what we were saying earlier. It doesn't just start off as something. Like, it starts off, sure, it's vanilla. Oh, let me just casual. And then now you're watching deep fakes of your coworkers. It's... If yeah, someone need- is struggling with this, they need help. This it, it think of it as a drug and something that you need help from. And you can get help and you can stop. It is absolutely possible, but you have to recognize you need help and you have to do the work. Continue. Yeah, so we also not only do we need to be praying for this guy because he has seriously got I don't care if it's not a pattern of behavior. It clearly is. You've got multiple the tabs, tabs open. open. That's crazy. And I don't want to hear that it's not a pattern of behavior. Just accept that you're probably addicted and try to reconcile because you've hurt your wife, which I can't is a whole he's other conversation. Is, oh, my God. I don't even know what I would do. You've hurt your coworkers. Oh, and, and I just can't imagine this community watching this go down. I can't imagine what the women who are being exploited like this are thinking i'm stunned and unfortunately i don't see this getting any better i also want to talk about the use of the word bodily autonomy let's do it we mallory and i are in full support of bodily autonomy by no means should a woman's face be put on a naked body that is a complete degradation of a woman's God-given bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a right to go to the gym if we want. We have a right to eat what we want. We have a right to tattoo whatever on our bodies. We have a right to cut our hair. We have a right to be free of this because we have the right to bodily autonomy. This is the bodily autonomy that we have and that we believe in. Not some other kind of bodily autonomy or not some other excuse for bodily autonomy that actually harms human beings. Of course, our rights to bodily autonomy can be regulated when that right harms others. You know, I can't cough and sneeze all over someone who might die if i do that i need to regulate my body (laughs) right like i can't pee on someone i can't there are all kinds of ways that our bodies need to be regulated you shouldn't have an abortion continue (laughs) of course yes i mean that's that's my whole that's my whole point right now (laughs) sorry sorry go ahead (laughs) but i would even argue that's not that's not your body that's true that's not yeah but that's what they Anyways. use it for. Like, that's what they always, whenever you think of body autonomy, which I'm glad that we're talking about it from this perspective, because mm-hmm. we only hear it from that, from the abortion perspective, yeah. when it really yeah. is something that exists that we should be in support of. 
totally. We agree with bodily autonomy. This is, this is absolutely an overbreach of any decency. And it, it absolutely takes away a woman's right to bodily autonomy when things like this are going on. Yeah. And it's not being followed up on, which I hope it is. I, I pray it is. I don't know if it is. This is the first time hearing of this. Well, that's but... the problem with Pornhub and sites that you can upload things to, or that's the problem they've been having because it's kind of hard to regulate who's uploading it, where'd you get it from? And here's the thing. Yeah. Once it's out there, it's out there. Um, yeah. On the segment that I was watching about the guy who did it to his classmates, um, they had another girl who it was done to her. I think it was from an ex-boyfriend or just some rando. And to this, it was done um, years ago. So like when it first started happening, there was actually a, well, sorry, I, I'm always on a tangent. I'll go back to that in a second. But anyway, this thing has been going on for a while, like the ability to do this. So this was at the very beginning of it, it was done to her. But so years ago, she still has to like talk to employers about it. Cause when you look her up it, oh or like when you look up her face, stuff like that, it's one of the things. So she still has oh to talk to employers. Gosh. She has to talk to her family. Like, it has ruined her life. Oh, my gosh. And it's not even her. That's the part that's so crazy. Well, it was this um, movie on Netflix. This is how I figured I learned about deep fakes was there's a movie on Netflix. I think it's called Deep Fake. It's not – I wouldn't necessarily suggest to watch it. I didn't really understand what it was. Um but long story short, it's a girl. She is doing like an OnlyFans. And then she was invited to this chat with this other person. And then some, I don't remember the full extent because I saw it years ago. But like somehow the other person ends up getting her likeness and creates a whole persona for her. And she gets logged out of her OnlyFans and she can no longer make money from her OnlyFans. It's like this whole thing. But anyway, the whole purpose was like it was about deep fakes. Like it was about mm -hmm. how you can take someone's face and put it on someone else's and exploit them. You're using your, you're using their body. You're, it's yeah. disgusting. And I think, uh, oh, the guy also that got in trouble for it, he also had to register as a sex offender, which I agree. I think that's yeah. the right move. Absolutely. Totally. He's a sex offender. The problem is, okay, and this is a whole nother conversation, but a lot of people who are like registered sex offenders go on to continue to commit crime. So unless they're locked up, this is probably going to happen to more people. I mean, statistically, it's probably going to happen to more people unless he's locked up. So, I unfortunately, wonder, yeah, that's, that's not enough point. for me. I also wonder if, like, part of his terms is, like, he... Well, I guess you can't ban someone from using the computer. That's... Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Because I, I think you can ban people from using social media. I think that's definitely a term. Yeah, like, judges do that, like, yeah. on Parks and Recreation when Tom Haverford... Can't like, yeah, he gets in a car crash and then the judge is like, no social media for a week. And he's like, I don't even know how to get home without using my phone. Anyway, that's so funny. But yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Like, you can definitely yeah. do that, but I don't think you can say no internet or maybe you or can. No, or no porn. Like, wouldn't no that be porn? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But something, I mean, I think it's good. Register registering him as sex offender, I think, is a good thing. And just making sure that he gets in trouble. I, I know that he's going to serve some time. I mean, they did the good. perp walk on him. He had his cuffs in the little segment and everything. And I think everyone that participates should receive some sort of punishment as well. Totally. Well, everybody I mean, that... This... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This could affect the rest of their lives. I and mean, yeah. like you said, like, employers that... are, might see this. Yeah. Like, Kids might see this. Future husband might see this. Oh, my gosh. 
it's and it's disgusting. Like this is I just I can't think of anything more depraved. This is depravity. Yeah. This is true depravity. A complete... Yeah. Well, well our next story <laughs> isn't too much more positive. <laughs> So next story um, is brought to you by Fox News. Oh, um, yeah, baby. Fox News. <laughs> so the data is in and it's becoming increasingly clear that the impacts of commercial marijuana industry are even worse than we thought, particularly for America's young people. A new report released by Smart Approaches to Marijuana shows the reality in pot legal states. It paints a vastly different picture than the common sales pitch of the industry and supporters of le- legalization. Uses rates have reached record highs amongst those who are most vulnerable to the marijuana's long-term health effects. The National Institute for Drug Abuse warned past year, past month, and daily and daily marijuana use, use on mm-hmm. 20 or more occasions in the past 30 days, reached the highest levels ever recorded. Amongst those aged 19 to 30, the percentage of 8th grade, 10th grade, and 12th graders who use marijuana daily has more than tripled between 1991 and 2020. That's crazy. So I want to go first really quick. So, okay. I know this is going to be a very hot take um, because I know a lot of, especially a lot of conservatives think that, well, not young conservatives think that marijuana legalization, there's nothing wrong with it. I'll admit, for a long time, I would go back and forth, back and forth. I hear one argument. I also will say, like, I don't feel like I have a dog in the fight. I don't necessarily care either way. Like, I'm not a user, so, like, it doesn't really affect me like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I hear one argument. I'm like, no, you're right. Let's legalize it. Then I hear another, oh, no, we cannot legalize this thing. Then I hear someone else, yeah, legalize it. Then I hear someone, oh, no, we got to get rid of this. The kids, we got to help the kids. So, like, mm-hmm. I go back and forth. And I'll be honest, as of today, um, I'm on the let's not legalize it team. I just think, and these are anecdote, anecdotal things that I've seen. I will say most of the people that I know that use it every day, do not function as normal adults. I'm yeah, sorry, they totally. don't. Um, most people, and you know what? I'll also say there's two people who I know fairly well that use it every day, and you would have no idea they're completely normal, mm-hmm. except they're definitely addicted because, like, both of them will stop everything what they're doing to make to go and then come back. But anyway, mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. than that, they're completely normal. You would have no idea. Um, they beat the stereotype to a T. They beat it, beat it over the head. You would have no idea. Mm-hmm. But literally, other than those two people, everyone else I know that does it every day just are not functioning normal human beings. I'm sorry. They're not productive mm-hmm. members of society. Um, and no offense. That's just, that's just the reality of the situation. Um, most of them can't keep jobs. So it, it's gone to that level. Yeah. Is that because of the marijuana? I go back and forth thinking part of it, I'm sure, is susceptibility because there's something else I shared the other day um, that if you kind of already have the propensity for schizophrenia, smoking marijuana actually triggers it. And I actually know someone Mm -hmm. um, personally-ish who... um, I know someone personally-ish who has been affected like that um it did trigger 
something like that in them. So it is a real thing. I think, you know, no scientists or anything like that. I think the earlier you start using it, the more it has an effect on you. So it's concerning eighth grade. To me, that's so young. But when I was in college, I met people who have been smoking since eighth grade. I met Mm -hmm. people who have been smoking cigarettes since the eighth grade. And that is wild to me because, Mm -hmm. I mean, at least in North Carolina, I guess because we're a tobacco country, they did everything possible to make sure we weren't smoking cigarettes growing up. I mean, we had commercials up the wazoo. They had people come in to see us. They drilled it in our head. I don't understand how anyone our age is just regularly smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So, all that to say, I think a lot of it is what affects people is how early they do it when your brain, like, a lot of it has to do with, like, your brain and how it develops and how it affects you as a person. And what also concerns me, and you can say this about anything because, you know, they're obvious. Anytime you talk to anybody who regularly smokes, they all of a sudden have a science degree. Not only do they have a science degree, they are the person, they have always been a functioning human i don't know because i don't smoke weed regularly i have i'm just i i'm so dumb but (laughs) one thing that people bring up a lot is alcohol let's have the conversation just about marijuana when we have this conversation when you're commenting let's keep it to marijuana we can have the conversation that alcohol is not good for people that's absolutely true. I'm not going to sit and act like it's... I mean, we all know it, it destroys your liver, your kidney. It, it can shut down your body. We're mm-hmm. talking about marijuana. And I think that's just something that... Because we see so many people smoke all the time. We see so many people who are functioning. We think, oh, it's no big deal. It's whatever. I do think that it can be a big deal. And it can be whatever. Do I think that recreational use, you know, when you're hanging out with friends occasionally, do I think that that's like the end of the world, the absolute worst thing when mm-hmm. you're, you know, 25 plus? Yeah. Eh. If you need it for a medical reason, do I think that's awful? Eh. I'm talking about the people who are doing it every single day because mm-hmm. of anxiety, because of other, even recreationally, because they feel like they have to do it. That is what we're talking about here. Okay. What do you have to say? Okay, well, I love <laughs> hearing that. And I agree with you. Like, I go back and forth, you know? I yeah. know I know so many people that are like, like the best argument against it that I can think of is when else do we let people like get high on a drug for fun? Like, there is no other case. Use. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, for yeah. fun. It's, yeah. So I completely, I don't know, I don't have a response to that. I think what I will say their response would be, well, what does alcohol do? I think that would be Well, their and then I would say, I guess they might say, well, alcohol isn't like a drug. It's I mean, maybe it is. Well, well yeah, they would say alcohol, like, well, they would say alcohol's worse. Like I feel like they'd be like, well, alcohol's well, the worst thing ever. And also caffeine. Like Oh, and they would say caffeine. We get high on caffeine every day, right? Yeah. Like So I want to say like I remember learning in college that like weed was not addictive that it only had benefits and you learned that think, in a class or like from yeah class like in a class okay no oh, in a class interesting. and obviously we know now that that's not true um like i saw that the cdc said about 10 percent of users get addicted and i think we were wrong to say 
that it's not addictive. Um, I don't know though. Like I know that the Fo- I know the Fox article compared marijuana to like big tobacco. And I think in the initial stages, that's fair. I know that we, we're supposed to keep this to just marijuana, but I just want to talk about what the article said. Um, I think it's true that like they both market to children. They both have lots of money. They're both persuasive. They both have people in high places. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think they both claim to have low effect on a person's physical health. They both claim not to be addictive. And I think, I don't know. I think... Like a Ron Swanson quote, if I may, is the whole point of this country is if you want to eat garbage, balloon up to 600 pounds and die of a heart attack at 43, you can. You are free to do so. To me, that's beautiful. I think a lot about that with marijuana because the more I think about it, the more I think that it should be up to the state. Like Mm. if a very liberal... California wants to have it available, the voters can decide on that. I think if a very conservative Alabama doesn't want it available, the voters can decide on that. I think there are tons of things that are unhealthy, tons of things that are harmful that are legal. And I think that's the beauty of this country. If you want to do something harmful, if you want to do something bad, you're free to. And I think to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That body and autonomy. (laughs) Exactly. I think, yeah, I think, I think one of the beauty, beautiful things of having it legal and having heart, like even what you might consider harmful substances like alcohol and cigarettes legal is because we can legislate it. We can regulate it. We can have like advertisements about how harmful it is. Like, we can have, we can enforce policies. We can do everything we can to make sure it's out of minors' hands. And I think that's extremely important. Um, I don't think anyone is advertising for, like, you to be able to use it at 10. Like, that's clearly bad and harmful. Um, I think, I think, like, this tough on drugs kind of vibe and like rhetoric i think it's harmful Mm. i think it gives drug dealers the the upper hand to Mm -hmm. take all of the drugs and distribute it how they want i think it makes people susceptible to lacing i think it makes people susceptible to vulnerability to addiction because ultimately if women if people i always say women but i feel like if people people don't have yeah if people don't have a place to go if they are addicted and they're just going to be thrown in jail, sure, like continue to get addicted. I mean, and they'll at least probably get it non- in jail too. Well, yeah, you can get it. And in like, jail. would you rather be in jail addicted or would you rather be on the streets addicted? So, my thoughts are, if you're against it, like, do not do it. And I think. Public schools need to be warning about the harms of it because for too long we learned that there were no harms and that's a, that's false. That's harmful. I think we need to be honest about it, but I think like other substances, it might be bad for you, but you should be allowed to consume it. Okay. And okay. 
once again, now I'm back to like, those are some good arguments. I think that there is, and this is what I think about all the time when it comes to marijuana. I think about it when it comes to a number of other topics. Um, we, can we legislate morality? Mm, oh gosh. That needs to be, that needs to be our intro. <laughs> can, oh, actually that, well, yeah. And that's a good title for the podcast too, for the episode. Yeah. Because porn, porn is another thing that people mm-hmm. are like, well, yeah, it's wrong, but like. Can't, and that's the question. That is the question also on Spotify. This is the question on YouTube. This is the question on everybody's mind. At the end of the day, all of these, and even the last story that we're going to get to super quick, um, all of everything we've talked about today is, can we legislate morality? Yeah. And if we can, is there a line? I think it is not healthy. Yeah. Um, not to healthy. consume marijuana recreationally. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was, that came out weird. Um, daily. I think it's unhealthy. Totally. Or just period. Or Smoking period. is bad. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Even vaping. And I've vaped a couple times in my life. Maybe more <laughs> than a couple. But even vaping, not not healthy. Not good for you. Heck, being too large is not good for you. Not healthy. Where is the line where we legislate morality? And that's tough. Um, I think that's, that's really... At the end of the day, like, that's what all of these stories are about. Yeah. Is this something that we should be getting involved in? And I think I that there... Think... Well, Go I was going to say, I think there's good arguments for both. I think there's good arguments, for example, if it is, for example, with the marijuana, when it is hurting you and is also hurting people, we got to step in. Mm-hmm. And I guess the next argument would be, is it hurting other people if you're using it like does it hurt that's other people? what i'm gonna that's what i was gonna say i think when you it has to do with consent because obviously secondhand smoke is a problem which is why you cannot smoke on at school you cannot smoke in a library because it's going to harm others and you can get if in trouble for smoking in front of a baby exactly if you want to go smoke in your own home alone do that i think it has to do with are you knowingly hurting yourself because that's another thing with making it illegal people may not know it's lace may not know it's super potent may not know that you know all crazy things can happen may not even know it's addictive so i feel like a are you doing it knowingly and b are you harming others in the process if you're doing it knowingly you know this is bad i know having a huge thing of sour patch kids before this conversation was bad (laughs) i knew that but i didn't hurt anyone in the process and i'm okay for the most part (laughs) for the most that was my legal right i mean that's how i feel about it i mean like the war on drugs in the 70s proved that being tough on drugs and like the just say no campaign doesn't work it just gives the bad guys more power when we have it when we have open conversations about it when we have it legal i think that we can regulate it legislate it and ultimately make it unnecessary and i i think the other thing i just it's hard for me to sit back and just say 
just let them all be legal, I think, in my head, because I just think it's wrong, and I want people is wrong. to do what's right. It is wrong. And in my head, the only way to, to make sure people do what's right is to make something illegal, but it, I mean, and that's also, so, fun, funny story, I was in Yale, I started a Yale chapter at my college, and mm-hmm. at a conference, um, this one of the speakers explained the difference between a conservative and a libertarian. And what we're discussing is the difference between a conservative and a libertarian. This is what he said. He said, there's a drug deal going down. Um, One person gives another person the drug, the exchange of goods, and the libertarian goes, okay, there was an exchange of goods, leave them alone. The conservative goes, "Mm, I don't know, that's not that. Are you okay? Like, should we be... Mm-hmm. What's what are these drugs like wants to get involved? So that's the difference between a libertarian and a conservative. And that's literally what we're talking about now. And part of me is like, you know what? Like, we can't make people do and I think you're making a good point. The more we push back, especially if it's illegal, the more people are gonna want to do it. But it's like we also like if it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. So I don't know, like, do we legislate morality? Do like is that something and also as American, like we have to go back to the Constitution. Does the Constitution allow us to legislate morality? Does it? Yeah, I think I think my last thing is that I if you know me, you know I love philosophical consistency. So, you know, the 70 ER deaths or not not deaths, the 70,000 ER visits that marijuana has led to is nothing compared to the 140,000 alcohol-related deaths a year. Mm. Like, we're talking about ER visits versus deaths. So Mm -hmm. I feel like consistency is important. If something is bad, if, if you or I believe something is bad, and because it's bad and harmful, it shouldn't be legal, we should be consistent. And I know that you asked us not to bring alcohol into it, but I'm just in mean, that was something that was really like blaring for me. That and cigarettes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, like, I say not to bring it up because like, it always comes up, but I'm not going to sit here and act like that's not a valid point. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't have a rebuttal for that. I don't. Which is why, once again, I go, make it legal. Don't make it legal. Make it legal. Don't make it legal. I go back and forth. Um, Mm -hmm. but you guys let us know what you think. We did not come up with a conclusion at all. Um, this was kind of just a bunch of glibbly glock of us talking, but we were talking about our thoughts and I feel as if I represented someone who listened. Um, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I probably, you probably represented more than the majority of folks that listen. I don't know though. Cause a lot like it, when it's, um, polled conservatives, our age think we should make marijuana legal. Like that's Mm. just what they think i'm more of the boomer that's like mm-hmm. no we shouldn't oh well, maybe we should oh no we shouldn't but anyway we have to move to the next story yep uh which is our final story it is brought to you by nbc news and this was listener submitted this is going to blow everyone's mind as soon as i click the link and open it which is what i'm doing right now i'm clicking the link and i'm opening okay here it is <laughs> babies who have ha- who have dna from three different people are like born mom dad I, mom keep listening i just need to say that like that, that's <laughs> three different parents three yeah. different people 
born in the UK for the first time. In 2015, the UK became the first country to adopt legislation regulating methods to prevent women, to help prevent women with um, faulty mitochondria from passing defects onto their babies. Britain's fertility regulator on Wednesday confirmed that the births of the UK's first babies created using an experimental technique combining DNA from three people and effort to prevent children from inheriting rare genetic diseases. The Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority said fewer than five babies have been born this way in the UK, but did not provide further detail to protect the family's identities. The news was first reported by the Guardian newspaper. In 2015, the UK became the first country to adopt legislation regulating methods to help prevent women with faulty mitochondria, the energy source in a cell, from passing defects onto their babies. The world's first baby born using the technique was reported in the U.S. in 2016. The genetic defects can result in diseases such as muscular dystrophy, epilepsy, heart problems, and intellectual disabilities. About 1 in 200 children born in Britain is born with a mitochondrial disorder. To date, 32 patients have been authorized to receive such treatment. For a woman with faulty mitochondria, scientists take genetic material from her egg or embryo which is then transferred into a donor egg or embryo that still has healthy mitochondria but have the rest of its key DNAs removed. The fertilized embryo is then transferred into the womb of the mother. The genetic material from the donated egg comprises less than 1% of the child created from this technique. The mitochondrial donation treatment offers families with severe inherited mitochondrial illnesses the possibility of a healthy child. The UK fertility regulator said in a statement, the agency said it's still early days, but it hoped that the scientists involved at the Newcastle University would publish treat details of the treatment. So there's more to the story. I will absolutely link it because it's bonkers. Um, crazy. I mean, we've reported on some really wild science things. Um, and I think I've referred to this before, but we never actually like read the article. Crazy. Absolutely yeah, it's crazy. definitely giving me IVF right now. Oh, yeah. I was thinking um, just dystopia. Like, this sounds like a dystopia. We're in the, on the way to all the dystopian no- novels I would read when I was a kid. Every mm. dystopian novel I read as a kid, every single one, from Uglies to, like, um, what's the one you have to read for school? Brave New World. You design your babies. Like, you don't actually, mm-hmm. like... It's not like a actual like mom and dad. Let's do it. It's design. Yeah. You pick. You want this. You want that. Blah, blah, blah. It's every dystopian novel. So this is crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, and this really does go back to can we legalize morality? Because yep, while it is immoral, period, it's immoral to have three parents. That is not how God designed us. That yeah. does not do dignity to that child <sighs> should it be illegal i don't know i i it makes me think of first of all some of the critiques in the article were that there are other ways of avoiding diseases in children such as screening tests right and also <laughs> i feel like you're skipping so much to do this <laughs> and i think they did say it's a last resort It makes me think, I mean, I guess the only real 
legislative problem I would have with it is how much risk it puts the child at for danger and death. If it puts the child at a high risk of death, I would say that should be illegal because when else do we subject unwilling patients to experiments mm-hmm. that have high risk? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if a family has an infant that is close to death and they say, it's our last resort, just do it, you know, and unfortunately the child dies, that's, I think that's a different scenario. It's oh, not like necessarily. If they, it's like a, if they have like a disease or something, they're trying to heal the disease. Exactly. Okay, and, okay. and they yeah, have yeah. no options. And yeah. so they do a 50-50 thing or even yeah. something with a 10% chance yeah. of like, success. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's not the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. And I also don't understand how severe this disease is. Does it result in death? Or does it result in... I mean, I know tons of people... Maybe not tons. I know quite a few people with epilepsy. I mean, that's not... It sounds awful, but it's not the end of the world. Like, And I know that they are looking for cures and they'd rather not have it, but I don't think it's enough to... And once again, I don't have it, so, you know, I'm speaking Mm -hmm. from someone who doesn't have it but i don't think it's enough to to risk death risk death or i mean even like more from the morality perspective like risk you know playing god really totally i don't know if it's enough for that i think um this is crazy this is wild it really is and we are at almost an hour 15 yeah um i had one more thing i wanted to say them before us is an organization where they talk a lot about when we're make children like it's we should have children first adoption children for like everything should be child first and i feel like when we start making playing god because that's really what it is when we start doing all these different things it's not child first it's mm-hmm. what makes me the adult the parent happiest what makes yeah. me the most comfortable and i think that when we start thinking child first that's a lot of, like, it just makes, it's more of how God designed it, A, and I think it kind of, it transforms our decisions. Because I, you know, not to bring IVF back up, but I'm thinking about IVF, like, I am 28 years old. I want to be a mom so badly. Like, I cannot express how badly I wish I was a mom. The reality is by the time I turn 30, a lot of my eggs are no longer going to be usable. Okay, so... What can I do? Can I go and become a single mom on purpose at 29? Definitely not right now, but like at 29. Can I go and become a single mom at 29 on purpose? What quality of life would my child have? Not knocking single moms at all. I'm saying, what is the best thing for the child? Knowingly, intentionally creating a life where they don't know their father where they can't, they probably can't even like connect with their father. Um, where, I mean, are you saying? Are you talking about sperm donation? Yeah, like sperm donation. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yes, because I, I mean, <laughs> I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought you meant, yeah, yeah, I thought you yeah. meant like hooking up. Or oh, I thought that's, you meant, like, you're right. I guess I could hook up with somebody. You're right. You're right. Um, but that's that's mainly a sperm donation kind of scenario. Yes, I'm I'm thinking sperm donation. Is this right? Is or is this just me trying to fulfill like my my strong desire to be a mom? Which that is one so is it? true. That Which, is so true. And also, that organization talks a lot about divorce. 
Yeah. All kinds of decisions that this perspective is unique. I think a lot of times we like to think that we're being empathetic when in reality, we're just doing something because it suits us and makes mm -hmm. us feel better. Mm -hmm. Is it really the empathetic decision to alter the way that God created your child or is it going to make you feel better? So here's another thing. Um, I cannot remember the exact story. Last, last, absolute last thing, you guys. I cannot remember the exact story, but Melanie was on and we were talking about, it might be like artificial wombs or something or like some sort of cloning from DNA yeah. or something like that. And mm -hmm. we talked about whether like they had a, cause what well, gets you to heaven? Your soul gets you to heaven. Okay. Now, I don't think your DNA gets, I guess it wouldn't apply to this because it's the DNA that's been altered. But, you know, it, it just still goes back to like, you're like, are, are you, you know, do you guys get what I'm trying to say? Like, well, I think, I think no matter how you're conceived, no matter if you're in a test tube, a Petri dish, a womb, an artificial womb, the moment of conception, you get a soul. Now, I think it degrades the soul to bring a child into anything other than the loving embrace of a mother and father. But I don't think that means they don't have a soul. I guess you're right. I guess it's the difference between like DNA and like a straight up like clone. Because that was the thing with a clone. Like the clone didn't, it was just literally just like a clone. Like A clone wouldn't have a soul. Because a clone wouldn't have gone through all the things that needed to make it a human a clone is just what are you talking about a clone a clone you know a clone like if someone you said it you said an artificial womb though yeah well okay back up i met so when we were talking we were talking about an artificial womb and we were talking about they said something about clones because that that's how we got on the topic of souls because if you are like in a womb sure peach like you said petri dish a tube a womb, it's all the same when it comes to, like, your soul. But, like, without, if you don't go through, if you're just creating basically like a robot, a clone would kind of be like an AI robot in real life. Oh, my gosh, Mallory. I have never heard of this. We did an episode on it. I guess you don't really listen to the podcast. No, I'm just joking. It was a while ago. When was this episode? This was, like... Oh my goodness, maybe a year ago? I'll have to find it. Like a year ago, we read this article and it was like so crazy. And um, it was about something that they're planning on in the future. I'll, I'll have to find it and send it to you. Oh my god. If you guys are avid listeners, comment what, um, like the article if you remember. Anyway, yeah. so I guess the soul thing doesn't, and the more I think about it, like the DNA is not the same as the soul. So like, or DNA isn't the same as... If you have unique DNA... I would say probably. I would say, you know what? Let's say this. Err on the side of caution. If you don't know if it's a human being, if you don't know there's a soul, if you don't know, err on the side of caution. Because if you don't, you could be committing a homicide. Period. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't That's thinking of killing them. <laughs> I, my mind didn't go to killing them, but fair. Fair. Oh. <laughs> my mind was just... I always think about like, am I going to heaven? Like, I was thinking of heaven. Like, are they going to be able to go to heaven? Oh, 
That, well, that's I'm what I was thinking about. about. Killing. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I was. My concern is like, can they still go to heaven? And then, okay, if they can't go um, to heaven, that means they can't go to hell. So what does that happen? Anyway, that's a whole. That's other up to thing. God. I don't have any idea. I that's have no whole answer for what happens. Anyway, that's more of a blurry creatures type of conversation. Oh, maybe I should submit wow. that to them. Anyway, you guys, this has been a great episode um, about morality and legislation of morality. We've talked about a bajillion different things. Um, make sure that you check out all of our sponsors. I didn't do a single ad this episode. We're almost at an hour 30, so no need to do that. Um, we'll link all of, we'll link all the sponsors and whatnot. Um, we'll also link web, yes, this necklace is one of them. We'll also link, um, the Patreon, the merch store, all this other stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, go ahead and give it a like. Give it a rate. Give it a subscribe. Give it a follow. Interact with it however you feel. Um, this was interesting, to say the least. Um, and I want to hear from you. Let us know if we should legislate morality. Let us know if you think Santos is guilty. Let us know if you think Trump is guilty. Let us know, um... What you think should happen to that guy, E-Wing. Yeah. E-wing. Yeah, let us know, let us if know. If he get jail time, how much? Life, maybe? That's kind of where I'm leaning. Just kidding. I was going to say, the only reason why I would say no to life is because you have to give something stronger to the person who actually created it. That's the only reason why totally. I would say. Yeah. Okay, so you cool. got to have to make a difference because there Richard, is a difference, yeah. but, yeah. you know, we got to be. But anywho, let us know. Or do you think that it's all the same? Um, you're wrong Citizen. if you think it's all the same. But let us Citizen. know. Um, and that's that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, have a great night, evening, however, wherever you're listening. Bye. Bye.